Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. and welcome back to the Cut to the Race News Roundup Show, the weekly show covering the news, views and opinions from the F1 world, brought to you by the Formula Nerds News Team. Jay and Charlotte are back, second week on the trot. How are you guys? Yeah, man, I'm good. Happy to be back with my fave guys. So, yeah, let's go. Top that, Jay. Top that. Um, I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> I wasn't going to go and compliment anyone else, but I'm excited to be back with my favourite people no that's terrible well thanks for the glowing intro anyway uh, we have a decent amount of news to talk about today we have some opinions and then we have the second nerd versus fan quiz so stay tuned for that but first we are going to talk about the Japanese Grand Prix or lack of it it's been cancelled for the second year in a row it was meant to be in mid-October, just after the Russian Grand Prix, but due to ongoing COVID restrictions, it is no more. And I'm gutted. I love Suzuka. I think it was coming, though, wasn't it? There have been rumours for quite a while now that Japan was going to be cancelled, and especially after they hosted the Olympic, COVID cases in the country have risen quite sharply. So it's no surprise the MotoGP Grand Prix there's also been cancelled. But, again, where there's problems and trials there's also opportunities to expand and do new things and i think it's only right that f1 makes the right decision and replaces japan with malaysia well yeah that was one of my points of going obviously 
it's no longer on the calendar. So it does raise the question of what will replace it. And I know Jay has many suggestions, as you may have heard before on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not quite surprised. As, like Jay said, it's been rumoured. And obviously with the Olympics this year, there was no crowd, no attendance really there. So I am very disappointed as it is a cool track. And obviously a lot of drivers and fans, it is one of their favourites. But Let's hope that it'll be a good replacement and for Jay's sake, not Kota. There's something brilliant about getting up at five in the morning and watching a Grand Prix. And I think I'm going to miss that this year. Well, if it's in Malaysia, then it'll be similar time zones. You can still do it then. But you know what, right? This can be controversial because I really do love Suzuka. I think it's a great track, great atmosphere. But when was the last time you saw an enjoyable Japanese Grand Prix? 2019, Bottas won it. Beautiful. He started third, overtook the two Ferraris, bish bash bosh, Bob's your uncle, leading into turn one, controlled the race. Beautiful. That was the one uh, when they done qualifying on Sunday morning, wasn't it? Because there was a big old typhoon. Yeah, Um, that one. That wasn't really a good race. I mean, I know from from a Bottas fan's perspective, it was probably a good race, but as a neutral, it was pretty dull, wasn't it? The only thing I remember from that weekend is Bottas winning and Albon and Verstappen getting the exact same qualifying time, which is really random. But well done to Alex Albon for that one because that must have been a mega lap. But do you know what I mean? It's a bit like a bit like Spa as well. I feel like Spa recently has lost its way. It's an amazing circuit, amazing atmosphere, amazing location, but it's all a bit, a bit boring recently. So am I sad to see the Japanese Grand Prix fall off the calendar? Yes, but not as much as I maybe should be. Well, with the way this year's been going, I reckon it could have been a decent race. And you know, you're saying Spa's boring. We just got to wait and see until next weekend. Yeah, I've already said that now. It'd be the best race of the season. It'll just be chaos, drama, and George Russell will win. That's bold. That's bold. That is bold. Save that for when we make our Belgian Grand Prix predictions um, next week. Anyway, Alex Albon is being linked with a move to IndyCar with Dale Coyne Racing, which is who Grosjean drives for this year. Uh, if he doesn't get back in F1, I guess this is the next best thing for him. Uh, I, I guess in American sense. I mean, this this Doyle Coin team sounds like a retirement home for front drivers. <laughs> Do you know what, right? The thing is, is that I think if he goes to IndyCar, his um, European career is over. By European, I mean what championships were based in Europe, mostly so WEC, uh, German touring cars, uh Formula One, all that kind of stuff. Formula E, I think his career is kind of... If you go to America, you're committed to America. So I can't really see him going to IndyCar and then coming back to the European scene. Yeah, that's the only thing. Is Obviously, Grosjean is having a very good time with IndyCar. I think he's finished second slash runner-up twice now. Um, And obviously, he's fighting further up the field more than he ever did in F1. Um, so it could be a more fulfilling option for Albon to be back into racing. And obviously it is, you know, heavily followed by fans. But I would really love him to see him back in F1 because he is a really talented driver. I don't think he was given enough time personally. And maybe it was too big of a team with too much pressure, which is why he maybe came across not as, you know, as big as someone else like, you know, Lando Norris is doing amazing in McLaren. So... I would personally like to see Albon back, maybe not back in a Red Bull seat, but I'd definitely love to see him back in F1. Do you think Red Bull will let him go to IndyCar? Because for them, it's working out pretty well with him being their test and reserve driver. Uh, he's doing pretty well, but at the end of the day, if he comes to the end of his contract and he thinks, you know what, there's no real future for me within the Red Bull family, at AlphaTauri, uh, Red Bull, or even in uh, DTM, 
and all the other series that Red Bull are affiliated with. I don't think going into IndyCar is a, is a bad move at all. I mean, look at loads of X, XF1 drivers. They've done pretty well. Uh, Charles said about Grosjean. You've got Marcus Ericsson, who recently won a race. He's a former F1 driver. Max Chilton, uh, uh, an Anglo driver who's done pretty well out there. So it's not a bad move for Albon, but I think I'd like to see him get another crack at the whip in Formula 1, just to, so we definitively know whether he's actually capable enough to drive at the top. Also, I feel like Red Bull can't just have their cake and eat it kind of thing because obviously they still have Gasly in, you know, their Red Bull drivers program contract things. But um, if he's not really going to get the seat back for Red Bull, I think, you know, Gasly should move on. The same vibe with Albon, you know, if they're not going to give him back as Red Bull seat, but just keep him as a test reserve driver, that is obviously fine for the time being, but Albon will want to be back racing like, what he was really that's what he wants to do what he's meant to do so yeah I think you know if Red Bull aren't going to give these drivers the seat or you know have an end goal I think the drivers should look elsewhere and try and move on because look at Carlos Sainz since he's left Red Bull he's thriving he's in Ferrari now so it does work things do good things happen you see I think my view is very unpopular on this but I think Albon has his chance in F1 I think he could have proved more he had a season and a half in Red Bull which he was not very good even his half a season at Toro Rosso he wasn't great he crashed a lot so I think you know he's had so long to prove himself two years is a long time to prove yourself in F1 but did I mean I know he's not on Verstappen's level but when Verstappen first joined Toro Rosso as it was back then he was crashing a lot and Albon did, he did beat Kvyat, and Kvyat is no mug. That's true. But you have got to look at drivers like Hamilton. He came into F1, you knew he was going to be something great. Yeah. Lando, even from his first season, you knew Bottas at Williams was phenomenal. George at Williams, you know he's great. But you just don't get that sense with Albon. I love how you managed to squeeze Bottas into Always. Bottas was great with Williams. <laughs> no, he, he was good, he was good. But, you know, like, we're literally talking about, like, the best planets in the solar system, and Dan will somehow managed to squeeze Bottasonium in there. <laughs> No, do you know what? No, Dan, you are right. You are right. He hasn't. He was. He was decent at Toro Rosso. He wasn't world beating. But then, not every driver can be. And I think like Charlotte was saying, it is a bit hypocritical from Red Bull. They literally they put him in the in the main seat alongside Verstappen. He didn't do too well. Straight away, he was gone. Where like Gasly, he went alongside Verstappen. He didn't do too well, and he got another chance at AlphaTauri, and he's thriving. I personally would love to see Gasly and Albon at AlphaTauri next year. Same. I think I think they they probably put Yuki Tsunoda in a bit too soon. I don't think he was quite ready. I think he needed another year in in F two because he went what F two F one one year straight away. I think I think he needed a bit more time to you know, hone his craft in Formula Two before he came up to the big leagues. I but literally you, agree. Oh my gosh, <gasps> Yuki shot through. He went F three F two F one bish bash bosh barrier like, barrier you, barrier. Yuki is so 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 good on his day. Like even. F2, watch his old races, he's rapid, amazing qualifier. But probably a bit too soon. And to be fair, I think, like most drivers, Albon's future is so dependent on Gasly. If Gasly stays at AlphaTauri for a few more years, I can't see him getting linked. I can't see them getting rid of Sonoda. So, and then it's linked to Alonso. So I think if, if Alonso retires, then Gasly goes to Alpine and Albon rejoins uh, AlphaTauri or be Liam Lawson. I'm going to go bold there. 
Isn't it crazy? It's all just interlinked. It's one big butterfly effect. And what a crazy, crazy, silly season it can be in the future. Exactly, exactly. That's why we love F1. Uh, Zanvoort is set to go ahead with two-thirds capacity, which is good news if you're Max Verstappen or Dutch. Bad news if you're Lewis Hamilton, though, because I think Hamilton is going to be the pantomime villain at Zanvoort. He's going to be getting booed the heck out of. Especially if if Hamilton wins or secures pole or any kind of solid result from the weekend. If he beats Verstappen, he's going to get booed. If he's on the podium and in the interview, he's going to get booed. If he's in the top three in qualifying, he's going to get booed. But he got booed at Hungary, and Hungary had a lot of Dutch fans. So imagine Dutch fans in the Netherlands. It's going to be crazy. I think Hamilton would want to be get in there, do his job, win the race, get out. But I don't like that. I don't like that they were booing him last time because it's like, okay, I know that you are a Max fan and all these things. But like at Silverstone, no one was booing Max, in my opinion, anyways. Like, I just think it's a level of respect. We all enjoy the sport. It's and I know like you can say in football people try and put off other teams when they're trying to oh gosh, here we go. I'm gonna sound so bad. So I have no football knowledge. <laughs> you know, if they try and take a corner or whatever, you see like the hate from, you know, the opposing fans. But yeah, I I don't like that. And I hope that it's not that beefy from the other lot. Sorry, that was not put very decent, eloquently. Decent analogy. I know what you mean. They get... That wasn't very eloquent. <laughs> I know what you mean, considering, yeah, you said you don't watch football. I got what you mean there. That wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Now, as much as I challenge anyone to find a bigger Formula E fan than me, it is not right for me to talk about the next news story. Jay, what happened at the Formula E last weekend? Well, what happened? I mean, what didn't happen, to be fair? The second race... Uh, but on Sunday, it was in Berlin. Crazy, crazy, crazy race. But out of the dust, out of the 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 cra- the bonkers, at the, it was amazing. It was so good. And it was crazy. It was brilliant. And Nick DeVries won the championship and he deserves to go into Formula 1. And I think that's certain now. How, how can a man, how can a driver win Formula 2? Yeah. Go to FE. Yeah, do really well in his first season. Win the second season. And he's still not in Formula 1. What else does this guy have to do to be in Formula 1 next year? Money. One word answer there, money. Yeah, I mean, it is money because when he won F2, they chose Latifi over him. William chose Latifi over Dufri. But, but now, if Williams are saying what they're saying and they're saying, look, we don't need money anymore because we've got good financial backing from the new owners, then he, he deserves to be in. He's probably the most talented driver outside of Formula One right now, I think. Would you agree with that? Would you agree with that? Yeah. Like, don't ask at once. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Obviously, that race the other day was absolutely carnage. Like, how can all the title contenders be out within, like, four minutes of the race? Like, yeah. that was just insane. Like, Mitch Evans couldn't get off the line. And then, I can't remember his name. It starts with Jake, an M. Jake Dennis. Oh, no, no, no. Mortara. That's, that's oh, it, Mortara. Went Eduardo into him. Mortara. Then, yeah, Jake Dennis hit the side of the wall, and then you're like, what the hell? And all you're just thinking is like, okay, well, Nick DeFree just needs to get across the line. And, and oh. then the Costa. The Costa crashed as well. Oh, my mate, gosh. Mate, mate, do, you fair, do you fair to DeVries? I mean, he wasn't gifted it because, obviously, he had to work hard over the season, but in that race, literally everything that could have gone right for him went right for him. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone around him just crashed, and... Uh, I think maybe he was robbed of a good spectacle because yeah 
it looked like it was Mitch Evans's to lose based on how he qualified. But at the same time, he deserves it, mate. He's such a good driver. Such it's like the passing driver. of the Red Sea. All the drivers moved out of the way. DeFries just went, thank you very much. Took the championship. <laughs> he, I mean, I know because we're going to talk about it later, but straight away he was back. He's in, he's in Le Mans this weekend. Mate, there's no rest for him. And he's going to be in F1 next year. I'll say it right now. With Williams? Uh, yeah, it has to be with Williams, realistically. I, I can't see him going to... So who's he going to partner? Uh, who I hope... I hope it'd be Bottas, but that would be I, sick. I, yeah, I think I think I mean I know the Vries is not like the youngest driver; he's twenty six now, I think. But he could obviously learn a lot from Bottas. He's been an F one. He's an F one veteran now as Bottas, so it'd be cool to have them together. Who do I think it'll be? I think it'll be Latifi, and I think if it's the Vries and Latifi, the Vries will show Latifi up like he did in F two. Do you think Williams would want Free and Latifi? Because I mean Latifi. Isn't really a team leader, is he? And Defree's obviously going to be a rookie heading into new regulations. That's quite an inexperienced duo. Yeah, but Dan, I know why you're saying this because if Russell gets the Mercedes seat, where will Bottas go? I know that wasn't actually what I was thinking. That was a genuine genuine point, (laughs) but that is another thing. No, but it is true. Like, if Bottas say, you know, if Bottas does have the second seat, or even Russell, like, either one of them would be like a better team leader, as you say, than Latifi. Like, no offence to Latifi. So, yeah, I would love to see Nick DeFries in Formula 1. It would be good, and he definitely deserves the chance. But with not many seats to fill, it just looks really difficult. I hope so, but, yeah. Charlotte's breaking my heart right now. Well, it's not, no, I want it to it. happen. I'm just saying, realistically, I don't want to think in realistic worlds. I want to live in this weird... Sort of utopia where Nick DeVry is Formula One world champion, but <laughs> maybe he'll take the happen. Mercedes seat. Maybe imagine that. <laughs> you that, never know. <laughs> that would be a big old turn up for the works. Do you think Nick DeVries wants to go to Formula One? Because at the moment he's fighting for the championship and will be next season in Formula E. He won't be doing that in Formula One. I mean, who would say no? Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's, it's Formula One. It's me. It's like yeah. He's obviously worked hard for being Formula One. He he won F two. I think he, the only reason why he's in Formula E is because he didn't get a, a chance in Formula One to have that bestowed upon you. Uh, and I think I mean, Formula E is a, is a good series, but to be an F one driver, I think you can be Formula E champion, but you take that for a has seat right now because it's not just on that level of prestigiousness that F one is. So I think it'd be silly for him to turn down Formula One just just because so, he wouldn't be winning. Okay, and, and also, on the... yeah, exactly. Gone, gone. Actually, gone. I know what you're gonna say so. Are you? So you... <laughs> and on that note, Mercedes, the team he currently drives for, are leaving Formula E at the end of next season. Do you think that will influence his decision in any way? Are you sad to see Mercedes go? Um, I don't think influence his decision. Yes, but I think he's the main sort of definitive factor will be if Williams offer him a seat. It's not a case of uh, being pushed out. It's a case of being pulled in to Formula 1 and in terms of Mercedes leaving I think it's catastrophic for Formula E like the fact that a world champion is leaving especially when it just, just became an FIA recognised series you've got Audi leaving you've got BMW leaving these are three huge manufacturers and all German as well which is I don't know what's going on there but doesn't matter um, it's it's really upsetting to see because I think that's really going to stop Formula E's momentum 
if your big names pull out, then you lose viewing figures, you lose interest, and you lose money. And this could be, I don't want to be that kind of guy who's setting off rumours and all that, but it could be the beginning of the end for Formula E. Oh, from one manufacturer putting out, that could be the beginning of the end. Well, free, it's free though, and it's free huge ones. But That's why true, actually. are they little leaving? I just, I just don't think they're getting like that return on their investment. Okay. So obviously, like they invest into Formula E, and I think it's like a lot of them do it to promote their um, like, electrical, electrical road cars. Mm. But I just don't think it's working out for them from a, a business point of view. I know Mercedes said, "Oh, we want to focus more on Formula One, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera, but I think they're just not getting that return on their investment. And you know, they, these are huge companies; they're not going to stay around when they're not making any money. So they're leaving. Because that's the thing, I do think Formula E is growing in popularity, especially because it is electric as well. Like, with, you know, we want to be raising more awareness to climate change and things like that. And it does promote that kind of sustainability aspect of obviously it's, well, you know, it's it's not harming the environment as much as if you want to say Formula One, but they are trying to improve that. So I do think it is a shame and it obviously has a good branding to you know their their cars i don't know i'm i'm just chatting a bit rubbish now so i do think it's a shame especially if they had such big success this season but yeah in terms of them leaving maybe it will encourage nick defries to stay another year if he doesn't get an offer from formula one and then it allows him an extra year to become a double world champion there you go jay and then he can join Formula One, be the double Formula E world champion, hey? I think the Vri knows, sorry, Dan, that time is not on his side. He's 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 not old, but he's in in racing driver terms. When you think about it now, people looking at F one debuts are like nineteen twenty. He's twenty six. Yeah, if he goes for another year in Formula E, he's gonna be twenty seven, twenty eight maybe. So time's not on his side, and he needs to get into an F one seat sooner rather than later. I think he knows that as well. From a Mercedes point of view, they've essentially achieved everything there is to achieve. They've won the constructors, they've won the drivers. It can't get any better for them next year. So why risk going slowly downhill every year? Why not pull out while you're on a high? Maybe that's their way of thinking about things. Then you could say about Formula One as well. They could easily just, like, they've dominated F1 for ages. And let's say, hypothetically, they lose the Red Bull, then you could easily say, oh, why didn't they pull out last year when they were top dogs? It's just, but people love That's competing. True. I mean, well, I true. think it's two sides to it. People love competing. We love racing, but at the same time, it's got to pay the bills. It's got to be financially viable for all these companies. And if it's not, they're going to go. So maybe I don't know. Maybe FE Formula E needs to change its structure, how it's sustainable for these companies. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a man with many answers. But it's not really good to see three huge manufacturers pull out like that. No, it's not. It's not good at all. The final piece of Formula One news today, there is a rumour circulating, I don't think there's anything in it, that Helmut Marco is unhappy with the performance of Sergio Perez and might get rid of him. Thoughts on that? I personally disagree. I don't, th I don't, I don't think they should, um, and I don't think they will. Because if we compare it to the last few years, obviously Max is like on incredible form this year, but... Perez has been the perfect second driver and he is the team player. He knows exactly where he stands. He's not trying to battle Max in that sense. He's completely happy to compromise any of his races to help Max in the championship, which has had his best chances in his whole F1 career. So 
I think to put in someone else, but then once again, who could that be? It doesn't seem like Gasly. Yuki, I think, is way too soon. Um, will they put Albon in again? I don't know. But then if you do put Albon in again, he didn't, you know, like we all know, he wasn't as confident and as strong as Perez is compared to this year. So I just think, I think it's just a little bit of chit-chat. Um, and I do hope that Checo does have the seat for next year. So, yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> what do you think, Jay? I can I do completely agree with you there, to be fair, Shah. And the issue that Red Bull have is, who could they bring in who's going to do a better job? I mean, Perez... He's doing well. Could, we, could, we, could he be doing better? 100%. But he's doing well. And who could Red Bull choose from the current driver pool, from their current one and also outside of that as well, who would actually do a better job than Perez? You can go... You, you can say Lando. You could say... Um, I don't know if Leclerc. You could say Sainz. But they're not going to be willing to play that second driver role that Perez is currently occupying. So, there's one man who Red Bull could sign who could play the second driver, second driver role well and who could be quick. And Dan, I can see the grimace on your face, but it is Bottas. Bottas is the king. Oh, and Bottas I thought you were going to say Nick Jeffrey. <laughs> I didn't oh, think no, you were no, going to no, say no. Bottas. No, no, Bottas. <laughs> think about it, like, it, it does make perfect sense. Bottas has a, a big knowledge of Mercedes, who's obviously Red Bull's main rivals. He's he's fast, he's a good driver. And he'd be willing to play that number two role, like he's done for Hamilton at Merck. So that's the only option I think Red Bull could for would actually be a step up from Perez when you put all of the factors in and you made a decision someone clip that Bottas is a step up from Perez and it wasn't me that said it someone clip that please and send it to me that was simply brilliant yeah I agree Perez is doing well he could be doing a lot better no one in their right mind can say that Perez is doing better than Bottas this season he's not I'm not just saying that as a Bottas fan he's behind him in the championship and Bottas has crashed and been taken out a couple of times, not due to his own fault. But there's no benefit of taking Perez out that car. There's no benefit at all. He'll improve throughout this season. He'll improve next year. And Gasly probably won't do a better job in that environment than what Perez is doing now. And I don't think Merck will let Bottas go there. I can't see that happening. No, but Bottas is out of contract. So if he signs a little agreement with Red Bull, I have to be fair, that would be so fascinating to see. To see Bottas in them dark blue overalls, drinking a Red Bull, you know, like a nice product placement alongside Verstappen. That would be a steal. That would be sort of Sol Campbell, Tottenham to Arsenal levels. And I'd love it. I'd actually love it. Um, Very quick. I, I don't know if I agree about the Bottas and Perez thing. Like, I don't think Perez has been doing that bad. I feel like you're making him sound like he's been awful. And can we just can we just go back to the Hungarian Grand Prix? Can we just Yeah, can we just he made one this? error. The first one error, error all oh, season. Here we his go. first oh, first lap blah, blah, blah. error ever in his career. Okay. Right? Okay. He lost 18 points at Monaco. He lost several yeah, points at Imola through no fault of his own. I mean, no. Sev- several. He lost two. He was ninth. He was doing crap. Well, he was getting higher. No, he would have been tenth. He would have been tenth because George Russell would have overtook him if, if obviously they didn't come together. Do you know if what? He the, hadn't panicked and hit Bottas. Yeah, the, the Monaco one I'll give you. Yeah. The Imola one I can't give you. No. I mean, I I actually agree with Dan. I, I do think Bottas has <gasps> been a better than Perez this year, but I think you have to look at it in in the grand scheme of things. And no, before you get too excited and start punching the hair and stuff, look, Perez is new to the team. Bottas has been there for six years. Yeah. Six years now? Five years now, whatever it is. A while. So 
<laughs> he's been there for a while. So you like if, like if you have to say purely who's done the better, who's done better, probably Bottas. But I think you'd have to give Perez some flack because he's a new team. You can't use that argument this far into the season, man. He's had no. so long to get used to the car. Of course you can. Of course you can. Like now you can't. So, you can't. It's so hard to pick up a new car. No, that Red Bull car has seemed tough to tame. But real quick, I just want to put my two pence in. How, like, I think they've been pretty much on par. Yes, Bottas is ahead of him in the championship, but, like, not that much. And Perez also has a win. So that's a good thing. Yeah, but he got gifted that win. That should have been Max's win. Let's yeah. not kid ourselves here. Yeah, but he was still on for that podium. Easy. No matter what. But, like... I want you guys to tell me what what has Perez done that's been that bad this year? Obviously, Imola, he had a bit of a mare, but that was the second race for him. Um, Silverstone. Okay, yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, but that then, Silverstone, it was diabolical. <laughs> yeah, that was then, a dreadful weekend. But he would have finished in the points, but then Red Bull wanted to take the fastest lap of Hamilton. So that's, a you know, he did work okay, his way up there. one point. Doesn't... Doesn't matter. One. He's yeah, still. I, mean, I think if, if we're gonna get a Bottas and Dan for Imola, then we have to say that. Come like, on, Checo and um, Silverstone. They, they, he was literally fighting over a penny. Well, I still think Perez is good. I like oh, Perez. I think he's good. I think he's good. I like Perez as well. I, no I don't like this bad. hate. Well, I'm feeling like bad. you are. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think he's been as. I mean, to be fair, I, I don't think Bottas has been that good either. Like. If no. just to rank every driver from 1 to 10 and then list them, I think Bottas would be, like, in, in terms of performer, 14th, 15th this year. And Perez maybe fully about a similar kind of range. Yeah, this year Bottas has not been nowhere near as good as he has in the past. Nowhere and you have to good, say right? that, Dan. Like, he's been unlucky, but this has not... You cannot say this has been his best season yet. Like No, it, has, it hasn't. I, think, I don't think he'll top his 2019 season. That was, I think, his best season. He was mm. phenomenal that year. I don't think he'll beat that. He is, this year, not going to be allowed to beat that based on him playing the wingman, which is fair enough. Lewis is in the tightest championship battle that he's going to be in, probably ever. And on that note, I reckon even if Bottas to Red Bull was definitely going to happen, Bottas was going... I reckon Toto would do all in his power to stop Bottas going to Red Bull. Because if Bottas knows he's going Red Bull at the end of the season, why would he want Mercedes to win the Constructors' Championship? True. I know he's about being a professional and all of that stuff, but that's just going to hinder him next season. So he's going to think about himself. He's not going to care about Lewis Hamilton, who he's not going to be a teammate for. He's not, but then maybe he's got some cheeky little bonuses written into that Mercedes contract. <laughs> maybe he does. I mean... Also, as well, I think if if Merck know Bottas is going to Red Bull next in the following season, they're going to sort of freeze him out from engineering meetings. He's going to be sort of left in the dark a little bit more because obviously he's going to be given uh, Mercedes his best true. That's true. Red Bull. It, it, it's, it's an interesting one, actually. And I actually wouldn't mind to see that. I'd actually be quite happy if Bottas went to um, Red Bull, weirdly. I just don't I reckon... see it happening. I, just I reckon can't. Bottas to Red Bull would be a perfect test to see really how Gasly, Albon and Perez have performed. Because then you've got someone that is supposedly very similar to Perez in the same situation he was in last season. But Perez to Bottas, I don't think, is enough of an upward step. And that's no reflection of Bottas. That's because Perez is also a good driver. For Red Bull to worry about all this changing the dynamic and bloody bloody blah, I think they'll stick, stick with Perez, personally. So the concluding statement on this is... Bottas to Red Bull, Perez <laughs> to Williams, 
and Perez and De Vries at Williams next season. Nice. I'm glad oh, we agree on that. That would be juicy. Free might not get this Williams seat. You're talking like it's a definite. He might not get that seat. Yeah, but if he if he doesn't, I said to Charlotte earlier in the week, if De Vries doesn't get that uh, F1 seat, I'm going to start watching DTM more often. All right, all right. Let's have a little look back to our slightly shocking predictions that we made for a bit of news that was going to break in the next week. I said that one of the hash drivers would have their feature confirmed. Absolutely not. Um, I think I said that Kimi's future would be decided, but I also mentioned about Kota, which was a link to Japanese Grand Prix. No, can we? Clutching no, I am, but the thought process was there. Oh well. In my heart, I'm going to take it as I kind of got it. I'm I'm quite upset actually because a couple of weeks ago I said, you know what, one of the flyaways will be cancelled. <laughs> yeah, you did. did. <laughs> and they've, they've just done it by just a week too late. And this week I said that Russell's would be confirmed at Mercedes. That hasn't happened yet. So I'm thinking, in the way the trend is going, the next week Russell will be announced at Mercedes. Oh. See, that's the oh. thing. When you said the prediction oh. last week, I did think it would be more next week. Do you know what I'm saying? I thought with the week why, just why before the Spa. You I think did. Before Spa. Well, if it's going to be any time, like, yeah, it'll be before a Grand Prix. I didn't think it'd be in the middle of the summer break. That's true. But before Spa, after what happened in Hungary, really? It'd be Bance, wouldn't it? No. <laughs> Not at all. It'd be dreadful. I live for um, now, so I'm excited to see next week. Right. No Grand Prix this weekend, so we need another news prediction. I am going to say that one of the four... No, two of the four Red Bull drivers will have their future confirmed. So Red Bull Alpha Tauri, two of those drivers, from whatever team, will have their future confirmed. That's quite broad. Uh, it's quite specific as well. Two out of four, that's a really specific number. But okay, you know fair enough, I yeah. Do, I, do, I do appreciate the boldness, because he, he could have just said some of the Red Bull family could have their futures confirmed, but he did say two, so... Okay, Dan, I'll let, I, I'll I, let I, it. I do, that's a bigger number applaud, than one. It's a bigger number it is, than one. It is indeed. I do applaud your... Um, Thank you very much. ...precision with your estimation. I'm going to go for... Yeah, and I'm going to try and follow the Dan's sort of precision... That the Australian Grand Prix that was cancelled will be replaced by a new race. Like that will confirm the race that it will be replacing. So not okay. Japan, not Japan, Australia. So it'll be the third to last race of the season. Oh, uh, okay. Any predictions on what? I'm going to say Qatar. Ooh. Hmm. Well, I was going to say that the replacement for the Japanese Grand Prix would be announced, but I feel like it's a little bit too similar. That's not bold. Exactly. Not so if bold. we just give me five minutes, I will have a ponder. A few moments later. I think that a team principal will be stepping down. I don't Whoa. know who. Hold the I, front hello. door. <laughs> that is bold. It's you bold. come from this award. Honestly, Jay, I've been clutching at straws here to think of something. Um, Where did that come from? Hey, that's some real inspiration. I did not expect you to say that. Well, like, it's obviously not going to happen, is it? Like, who who could that be? Christian Horner resigns. Uh, He's like, I'm uh, out. <laughs> if, uh, if, if that happens... Imagine then... the scenes. That is the predictions made for this week. Safe to say they were pretty bold. We will revisit them next week and we will make our predictions for the Belgian Grand Prix because next week is race week. Finally. <laughs> yes, I oh. love it. Cannot wait. 
It's felt Sorry, longer than users. three weeks. It's definitely felt longer than three weeks. I've got oh, withdrawal it's symptoms. Felt so long. I need to see so a car long. go in a circle. Le Mans this weekend, though. Le Mans this weekend. Look out for Fernando Alonso driving an Alpine or an old Renault in an Alpine livery around the circuit de la Saf. First time it's ever happened in the modern era, I'm pretty sure. So, um, nice yeah, look forward out. to that. We now have the second of the Fan versus Nerds quiz. And this week we are joined by Rhiannon. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good, good. Rhiannon, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Who's your favourite F1 driver, favourite teams, that sort of thing? Um, my favourite driver is Lando Norris. So my favourite is McLaren. But I did start disliking Max Verstappen. Disliking or liking, did you say? Liking. Oh, liking, okay. So why why Lando and why Max? Charlotte will be celebrating right now. Um, Lando's British, so obviously it just seemed like perfect sense being British myself. But then when I first started watching F1 last year, I looked at Max Verstappen and I was like, oh, he's like the one to follow, he's the one for the future. But then so Lando, so... Fair it's- enough, fair enough. 15 questions. We're going to read the question out. Well, I'm going to read the question out. You two are both then going to answer the question. You'll write your answers down. And then we will go through your answer straight away. We're not going to do it in two lots this time. It's going to be quick fire quizzing. All right, let's get started then. So, question one. Jay looks so nervous. When was the first British Grand Prix of the modern era? What year was the first British Grand Prix of the modern era? A little bit of time to think, write them down, and then I'll ask what you've put. Jay's thinking very hard about this one. He wants to get off to a good start. See in his face. All right, Jay, we'll ask you first on this one. What is your answer for this one? Uh, well, I just thought if last year was the 70th anniversary in 2020, then it would be 1950. Okay. Rhiannon, what have you said? I would have said 1950 as well. Well, the correct answer is 1948. Last year was the 70th anniversary of F1. It was not the 70th anniversary of the British Grand Prix. That was in 2018. So, that both off to a bagel. A hard one to start there, off, that, that was a tough one. Off to a bagel. Right, question two. In 1961, the first ever Grand Prix where every single person that started, finished, happened. But where was it? What country was it in? It's a country that's on this year's calendar. I'll give you a little bit of a clue. The thinking begins. Play along at home as well. Make sure you let us know your scores on social media. And if you want to come on this quiz, just email dan at formulanerds.com and we'll get you on the show at some point. Right, have you got your answers? I do indeed, indeed. Right, Rhiannon, yeah. you first this time. What country do you think it was? I want to say Belgium. Okay. Ah, oh, you're both wrong again. Zandvoort. It's a Dutch it? Grand Prix. Oh. oh, no. Back on the calendar this year for the first time in a while. Also the first race where every starter finished. Not many races that's happened. So, zero to zero after two questions. All right, question three. The 1966 Monaco Grand Prix holds the record for the least finishers, but how many cars finish that race? They're not all this tricky, don't worry. 
thinking is commencing. I can't, I can't believe we put so many questions from the era we weren't even alive then. <laughs> but you're younger than me and you put questions from I can't make, older than my parents. I, I can't make it easy. Can't make it easy. All right, Jay, what have you gone for? I went three. You went three? Rhiannon? Four. It is four. It is oh, four. No! Jay is behind. All right. Question four, speaking of four. Where, this one's a bit easier. Where was Lewis Hamilton's first win? What country? 2007, obviously. But what country slash track was it at? All right, Rhiannon, what do you think? I'm having a feeling it's Canada. Okay, Jay, what have you gone for? Yeah, I'd agree, it's your going That's correct, that is one point each. Whoa. Jay's off the mark. Rhiannon sneaks into the lead still with two, two to one. All right, I expect Jay to get this one, but hopefully he'll get this to Rhiannon. What is the corner called at Silverstone, which is at the end of the national pitch straight? So you've got the national pitch straight and then the corner that's at the end of it. What is that corner called? you put Rihanna? Gone for cops too. That is correct. Another two points on the board. Yeah, keep, keeping this easy then because I've got the last two right. They're not they're not all this easy. That is of course where Lewis and Max crashed this year which is spicy. Question one two three four five six. When was Lando Norris scouted by McLaren? What year did McLaren scout Lando Norris who of course is doing phenomenally this year? Right, Rhiannon, what do you think? 2017. Jay, what have you gone for? Oh, I went quite a lot of, uh, further back. I went 20. Oh, oh, oh. Well, the correct answer was 2017. Oh, man, you're getting shown up. Point. It's not good. 4-2 to Rhiannon. Jay is behind. Left. There's, there's enough. Question seven, so we're not even halfway yet. Before the record was surpassed by Michael Schumacher, who held the record for the most Formula One wins? So obviously Lewis holds it now, but who held it before Schumacher? It's going back in time again. It's motorsport time machine. That's the wrong podcast. That's the other. That's the other part of the race podcast. Right, Jay, what are you going for? Uh, I went for Alan Prost. Okay, Rhiannon, what have you gone for? I went for Asian Senna. One of you's right. It's Alan Prost. Jay is, oh, Jay is closing the gap. Jay is Wait, closing need, the I gap. I did need that one. I did need that one. You did. You did. 4-3. So, Jay, you're still behind. Okay. Question eight. Sorry. Over halfway. In 2009, a new rule was introduced limiting drivers to the use of eight engines per year. But what was this number reduced to in 2019? 2019, how many engines could one driver use per year? Is basically what I'm asking. Was it one? Was it two? Was it three? Was it four? Was it five? Was it nine? Was it six, seven, eight? Who knows? Jay, what are you going for? Right, I've got, I, I had two numbers in my head. I, I 
put five. Okie dokie. Rihanna, what have you gone for? Um, I've gone for three. Thinking about right now as well. So. J, J, J. Three is the right answer. Is it three? It's oh, three. No. I was thinking four or five. I thought it was a bit more. Uh, you could have at least said you were thinking three is your other option. Made yourself look a no, little bit I'll better. Be honest, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. All right. Which Formula One driver made one Formula E appearance for Nissan Edams in 2017? Which Formula One made one Formula E appearance for Nissan Edams in 2017? Give you a little while because this one could be a logical working out one. Right, Rhiannon, what have you gone for? Who have Pierre you gone Gasly. for? Gasly. Jay, what have you gone for? I didn't think you'd know that one, but yeah, I put Pierre Gasly. That, isn't, that is Pierre Gasly. I was really hoping Jay would get that one wrong. No, that one I did know, but I thought I didn't think Rihanna would know. But yeah, that, was, that, that is, was impressive knowledge, impressive knowledge. Is, to be fair, I didn't know that before I was writing this. So, yeah, fair play to both of you. All right, it's currently 6-4 to Rihanna. Which current driver, so there's two current driver questions in a row here, became the first driver to ever win the Formula 3 Masters title Title, title, twice. Which current Formula One driver became the first driver to ever win the Formula Three Masters title twice? As a tricky question. However, it's not as tricky as you might think. Bearing in mind, I wrote the quiz. They both look completely puzzled, despite me just giving a massive clue. Right, Jay, who have you gone for? Rhiannon. What said Charles Leclerc? It is indeed Valtteri Bottas. My man, Valtteri Bottas. Clenching. I, 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 his, he, he, must, he must have got really lucky there. Making, shut up, making history. <laughs> what a man, what a man. All right, that was the clue there. Me wearing the Bottas hat. Everyone knows I love Bottas. All right. Formula One is going to Saudi Arabia for the first time this year. But who is designing the track? What is his or her name? Alright, Rhiannon, you got a name in your head? I actually have no clue. I've not looked into it properly. Jay, any ideas? Uh, you see, uh, this is the kind of stuff I'm really nervous The track about. king? Yeah, I, I do believe it is a certain Herman Tilka. That is correct. It is indeed so, Herman um, Tilka. I am like the biggest track nerd, so... He is. Anything track related is that is six all in the scores and there are four questions left so it's all to play for i do have a tie break question if it's a draw don't worry which driver won the 1979 formula one world championship another historical one here not making these easy 1979 right jay who have you gone for i went nicky lauda Okay. Rihanna. Thank you, Lola. The correct answer is Jody Schechter. So no points there. Right, I know it's easy to say, oh, you know, like I was thinking Jody Schechter, <laughs> but I had either Nicky Lauda or Schechter. I thought Schechter was 78. Uh, Schechter was 79. Oh, it's frustrating. Close, but no cigar, as they say. Okay, question 13. Which driver won the 
Russian Grand Prix in 2018. 2018 Russian Grand Prix. Six all in the scores. It's all to play for. Anyone could win, anyone could lose. This could be the decisive question. They're both 18, 18. Very puzzled. 18, yes, 2018. The Russian Grand Prix, Sochi. Another track designed by Herman Tilke. All right, Rhiannon, who have you gone for? Uh, I've got a toss up in my head between two names. I'm just gonna say the one that is literally there, like it, him and wanna say Fastry Bottas. Okie dokie, Jay. You know what, I was thinking Bottas as well, but I put Hamilton. The correct answer is Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton won it in 2018. Bottas would have won it if it wasn't for team orders. And I remember that race very well, because I hate it. But yes, Lewis was uh, was allowed past Bottas and won the race. Most other Russian Grand Prix, Bottas has won, so I thought I'd try and catch you out when it worked. Okay, question 14. So Rhiannon, you have to get this in order to have a chance of winning without the tiebreak. Who wrote the Formula One theme tune slash theme song? Not racing based. Jay can think of the name, but he can't think of the name. It's on the tip of his tongue. I guess, I guess you mean the the modern one. Yes, the the latest one, the latest one. Because I, wait, I could tell you in a heartbeat who done the old one as well. Sadly, that is not the question. All right, ten more seconds. Who answered the last one first? It was random. Jay, who have you gone for? <laughs> All right, uh, Rihanna. I think was some. I think there was a Martin involved. I don't actually know. You've both just named blokes' names. Brian Tyler. Oh, mate, I knew that. I, knew I thought that. you'd know that one. I, I thought that was. I, I thought actually, that was a given. I actually listen to that song when I go for a run. <laughs> I listened to it before sad. the race. Funny that. <laughs> yeah. Well. It, it gets, it's quite a good bit of music. It gets you quite pumped and excited. I actually knew that. It's wow. great. It's brilliant. All right, so it's currently 7-6 to Jay with one question left. So you could force a tiebreaker here if Jay gets this one wrong, Rhiannon. Where did Nicholas Latifi finish on his Formula One debut? That's question 15 of 15. So it's at the Austrian Grand Prix in 2020. What position did he finish? Think about what happened in that race. That could help you out a little bit. Okay, Rihanna, what have you gone for? 15th. Jay, what have you gone for? I think he came 11th. I can confirm that Nicholas Latifi came 11th on his race debut. It was a chaotic... A chaotic Austrian Grand Prix, near enough everyone retired. He was one place away from the points on his debut and still came last. Just Nicholas Latifi doing Nicholas Latifi things. So, Jay, congratulations, you are today's winner. You have eight points to Rhiannon's six. Very close, though, very close right until the end. But, Jay,
just because I know everyone will want to know it anyway. This would have been the tiebreaker question, should it have been a draw? And we'll see what you would have said. The 2011 Hungarian Grand Prix holds the record for the most pit stops. How many? Whoever's closest to this would have taken the bonus point and therefore the win. How many pit stops went the whole race? You can kind of work out a rough number. Jay, what number are you going for? 77. Oh, Bottas's number. Oh, you even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to go for, Rhiannon? Yeah, 60. 60. I can confirm that Jay's closer, but he's still 10 out. It was 88. Is it oh, me? I wrote, eight, I wrote 86 first, and I thought, nah, that would be, be too high. <laughs> nah, 88. Right, the good news, Rhiannon, is you haven't lost completely because Rudy, who was on last week, got three. So you are above him on the fans leaderboard, which means you are currently in prime position to win the prize with six. If you think you can beat six, do come along. Give us an email. Let us know. Sh shout us on Twitter, Facebook, anything really. Just let us know. Thank you very much for coming on, Rhiannon. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed the second edition of the Fan versus Nerds quiz. We have a new leader in the uh, leaderboard, out of two. Anyway, better to be first than last. Jay, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, as ever, Dan. Charlotte, thank you very much. Thanks, Dan. See you guys later. We will see everyone next week to cover the news, views and opinions. And it's race week. We will be doing the preview for the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa. I can't wait. Jay can't wait. Charlotte can't wait. We'll see everyone next week. Goodbye. Podcast Network.